Super Talk Mississippi media production. Come see your locally owned and operated Linton Glass for all your glass needs. No matter what glass you need to replace, you can count on Linton Glass. Call us today at 601-835-4336 or find us on the web at lintonglass.com. Mississippi Sports Today is on your radio. Join the conversation on the text line at 331-2508. 331-2508. Now live from the Serve Pro Studio, here's today's edition of Mississippi Sports Today. Woo! Indeed, a beautiful day in the universe, and welcome to our little corner in the Serve Pro Studio. For a riveting round of conversation with our Tuesday co-hosts. I'm glad to have you guys back. Um, DOJD, Johnny Davis in the house. Johnny Davis, yeah. basketball official. Sure, they what? Like we woke Johnny from a nap. <laughs> we got Johnny in the house today. So glad to have you. Uh, Stacy Joe, Stacy Joe Rollins from Marvelous Mouse Travels, our Platinum Travel Advisor, is joined us. Stacy, good morning. morning. Glad Stacey. to be here. Always good to have you and our Daytona correspondent, fresh back from the Sunshine State. Although I don't know if you would describe it as that. <laughs> Brian Rigby, Sir Pro Tupelo, we know him as Beefcake. Everybody <laughs> had to come back to Mississippi to get some sunshine. He came in out there on two wheels, Craig. He's still racing. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Brian, good to have you back. Brian's impressions of the weekend and yesterday's finish in Daytona. Some nuggets to lay on you that you won't believe from yesterday on that. You're welcome to join us on our Napa Auto Parts text line brought to you by our Napa stores on Harmony Lane in South Gloucester. Our text line number 331-2508. Don't forget, we have our, our... podcast that's available anywhere you listen to podcast and our newsletter if you'd like a copy of our newsletter every morning and uh, sort of the preview of what we're going to be talking about then hit us up on the text line with your email address our poll today all about the numbers what is your lucky number and why everyone seems to have one is there all right we did nicknames last week, and it was hilarious. That was that's one of the best ones. We, Brian, we learned so much about Rigby. <laughs> and, and Cornbread, Coach Ty Harden. Uh, so today, what is your lucky number and why? Stacy? Four. Four. Yes. Hmm. We are, we've always called ourselves, I have two boys, and so my husband and I, we've always called ourselves the crew of four. All right. And so I have used four ever since yeah. and actually it kind of works for me right lou gehrig four four right um, yeah mine's six <laughs> yeah gotcha. and uh I, that's what i that was what i wore when i played baseball in high school and, okay and thought um, it might have been a dr j thing. Yeah. Yeah. when my son came along ready to play i never did tell him so what six I, what so, i wore or anything right. else and he picked six to and, wear, so. oh wow okay yeah. so somebody says pick a number between one and ten yeah johnny's six. gonna go six yeah okay brian Lucky number? I don't know if I have a lucky number. I have a All fa- numbers I, are I, lucky for Brian. I, I, yeah. Congratulations. I, I have a favorite number. It's 22. Um, uh-huh. But I wore 22 or 8 or 18 right. in my athletic career. Okay. Yeah. So Based on your jersey number, mm-hmm. 22. The double deuce. I wore one one year. Right. I don't like wearing one. So 22 minus 1 is? 21. 21. 21. Yeah. Is that your lucky number? Tomorrow's the 21st. (laughs) Tomorrow would be the 30th birthday of my oldest daughter, Margaret Ann. All right. Out in Dallas, Texas. Happy birthday, Margaret Ann. Happy birthday, Margaret Ann. I love you. Hadn't seen her in a month, Sundays, but okay. So 21. Margaret Ann was born on the 21st. Our son, Charlie, was born on the 21st. 21st. Right you are. And then along came Jake, September 21st. 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 All right. It gets better. Oh, no. I was born on the 2nd. Kid's mother was born on? The 1st. No, the 20th. Oh. The 19th. Thank you, Johnny. <laughs> You're right. Johnny. Because 19 plus 2 is 21. Like math class. Stacy, man. 19 plus 2. Uh, Can we get off the math? <laughs> one more. One more. My, when you know, when you're at a doctor's office, and this just, I've known this is, 
You know, when we had the third kid on the 21st, I was like, oh, my gosh, 21. Yeah. 21's our number. Yeah. Should have named him Blackjack. But, you know, it's... <laughs> so I was at an office yesterday, and the lady asked me my birthday. And I said, 9264. 9 plus 2 plus 6 plus 4. <laughs> no way. 21. 21. <laughs> Something going on there. Ban- Bante Un. Yeah. What? Swamp Man says, good morning, everyone. Guess who creeped into the top 25 at 24? I'll give you a hint. Ah, chomp, chomp. Florida. Ah, the Gators. They have, indeed. What a telling weekend in SEC basketball. I guess we start basketball because got a little better news in basketball than baseball. Right, guys? So, the big, obviously, Mississippi State, Josh Hubbard had another terrific game against our Really, sort of carried the water in that game. And... Won yet another Freshman of the Week award, Josh Hubbard's fourth, which is a record from Mississippi State, freshman. And then, of course, the Bulldogs needed that one. They currently, did I see this right, in some of the projections, a nine seed? Yeah. Mississippi State, a nine times. seed. Ole Miss is one of those first four out. Those two hit the hardwood tomorrow night in Startville at 8 o'clock. Rebels versus Ole Miss. <clears throat> Miss, sorry. Mississippi State, uh, obviously, you know, on their home floor, I like their chances tomorrow. Ole Miss defended their home court back on January 30th when these two teams last met. It's been just a few, you know, a couple of weeks and just a few days removed from the women's game that yeah. Ole Miss handled their business on their home court. So that tomorrow night, something to look forward to. But as we said, this last stretch for Mississippi State. Is a lot of really good teams. So we'll see how that shakes out tomorrow night. Brian, let's get a Daytona wrap, my friend. Talk about your weekend and how, yeah, kind of. Yeah, it, it just it just kind of happens. Um, you still had fun. Yeah, still had fun. We got to see uh, qualifying on Wednesday night, the duels on Thursday, truck series on Friday night, then rain set in. And we ended up leaving Sunday and, and, and you know, getting back Sunday night. Um, but a great race last night. Um, the rain finally cleared, I think, about 11 a.m. yesterday morning from Daytona. Uh, pretty clean race. Um, the big one did happen. Yeah, the big one. And it was a big one. Eight laps to go. 23 cars involved. Wow. Yeah. And, and it was. And it actually involved Byron. Kind of started with him. Yeah. Uh, he kind of shot him up the track and. And he um, was lucky enough to escape it, um, but but you, you could tell it was coming. The bumping and the and the pushing, it just kind of kept getting more aggressive and more aggressive. And happened uh, coming out of the back stretch um, of the straightaway there, going into turn three, which is typically where we like to watch the race. Yeah, um, it's probably the smallest part of the track. Um, you know, and I know Dayton has talked about, it, and they've taken out a lot of grass in that area back there, put more asphalt in. I think the plans is to put in more asphalt back there to give these guys a little bit time to, to stop. Uh, asphalt helps with that, obviously, um, because they, they could not get any grip whatsoever, and it was it, it was rough. Did a lot of people leave mm. Sunday, like you guys? I mean, you know, you got a schedule. <laughs> yeah. Got to get to work. Yeah, and I've been amazed at the in the infield. There's a lot of motor coaches pull out on Sunday prior to the race. Wow. Um, okay. And 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 get out of there. But um, yeah, you know, it's a this is a team sport when it comes to uh, super speedways. Yeah. And Hendrick Cars did really good last night. Um, I really thought that Cal Bush had a chance. I think he finished top five in both stages. And his pit crew cost him. And, you know, still had a great finish compared to where he ended up after his um, pit crew kind of let him down. I heard that RC came on the radio and kind of gave the pit crew, you know, uh-huh. when, when the boss yeah. comes on yeah. oh, and says, hey, guys, get, that's your, Richard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get, your, get your heads out of your butts, oh, you know. Wow. And, yeah. How much yeah. of this sport do you think is truly the driver's talent versus the car and the pit crew? Great question. Yeah, you know, I, I think that that obviously you have to be able to drive, um, and 
every track is so much different, Stacy, and from the fact that you know these short tracks and road courses and stuff like that, th- there's different styles of driving that these guys do well in. You take a Ricky Stenhouse. He does really good on super speedways. He feels comfortable in that, the, the all the bump drafting and things of that. But the pit crew, they're important in every race. Oh, yeah. I mean, you cannot make a mistake or it will cost you. Um, I know that Bubba Wallace, thankfully, there was the big one at the end because it gave him some time to come back in and get fuel because they shorted him fuel hmm. that he would end up maybe one or two laps short. Of wow. finishing the race. All right. He finished sixth? I think so. Yeah, number 23. Finished sixth. All right. Uh, Chevys were one and two. And boy, for this racing team, that was, uh, they snapped a nine race nine. Nine. losing streak at Daytona Motor Speedway. All right. It's also their ninth Daytona win. Byron never finished higher than 21st. There's that number Great again, Johnny. Yeah. Uh, and so they that's a big win for the Chevys. Off to a great start. Yeah, and, and you I mean if you don't have a you know, some some guys that will help you, some teammates there, or, you know, obviously the Chevys were up front. They had a lot of guys. I know Stenhouse got up there for a little bit, but there were no Fords to help him. He don't really have any teammates to help him. And and when they want to leave you out and hang you out to dry <laughs> there you it, go it almost like somebody just you know <laughs> takes fuel out of your vehicle the way you suck back in that in that pack um but last night after the 500 the xfinity series austin hill got his third win in a row in a february daytona race wow yeah. sprinkle him sprinkle it owen all right, so we'll have more, and we'll take your thoughts on Daytona. Let's head to the Nap Auto Parts text line, where Stacy has... Mr. West, with his trivia question this morning. Good morning, gentlemen and lady. So Jerry Rice led the league in receiving yards three years in a row in the mid-90s. No receiver other than Jerry has done it three years in a row. Who are the only two players to have led the league in back-to-back seasons? Andre Bad Moon Rising. I don't know. I just want to say that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. What about dude from uh, Houston? Let's just name random receivers. But no, Andre Reed. Andre Reed's a good guess. Brian Brian's what? Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Lance Alworth. Hmm. From a long Johnny in the Wayback Machine. Okay, great question. If you think you know, hit us up three three one two five zero eight. Thank you, Mister West. Last night. You may have missed. There's video of this available uh, on the web. And it involved a game that otherwise would not have been mentioned by any human on the planet. Uh, But we're talking about it today. Texas A&M Commerce. That's in Commerce, Texas. An incarnate word played last night. It was actually a rematch of an earlier game. Neither of these teams uh, are any good. They won three, I believe, three conference games each. So they're in the cellar. And then Johnny at the handshake. Yep. After an overtime thriller. Yeah. 76 72 or something like yeah. that is what it ended. Good game yeah. until. Until they decided to uh, shake hands with each other. And probably 10 seconds into the handshake line, all heck broke loose. It did. Great. I mean, talking about full on both benches, people from the, I don't know, Managers. 212 people in attendance. Yeah. Apparently, it was reported a little girl got knocked down, was yep. hurt in this melee. And so I, it begs the question, and people have been talking about this now for the last couple of seasons, and I want Johnny's thought, everyone's thoughts, really, and uh, certainly our listeners to say hello and chime in. Do we do away with this handshake line? Well, MSHAA mm-hmm. had problems with it this year in high school. Mm-hmm. We had... Uh, Four altercations before the halfway mark of the season, and all four of them had originated from a handshake line. So they uh, they sent out some memorandums and emails to officials talking about they were considering doing away with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my idea is, if we can't be civil enough to shake hands at the end of a ball game, we might ought to just do away with the game. You know? I, yeah, I, but I got news for you too. If you're gonna fight somebody after the game, the handshake line—it it don't matter. You're gonna you're gonna find them. That's it, right? 
And it's a to me, guys, it's it's a teaching opportunity. Yeah. You're teaching not only the players to write sportsmanship and all that. You're also teaching the young uh boys and girls in the stands that say, oh, they beat, but they're disappointed. But look, they're shaking hands and congratulating the other team. Something that's, I guess, become antiquated in the world we live in, Brian. Yeah, and it it doesn't start at the college level or the high school level. This is ingrained in these kids at 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 years old, Mm -hmm. where when you do the handshake line, the coaches should be saying, hey, guys, nothing but great sportsmanship. Nothing but positive words. Yeah, we, we did it, and you have with your son, I'm sure. We did it all the years that we played. My son played travel ball, and I coached. And there's never a problem. Everybody walked by. And most of the time, you say, good game, good game, good game. If You know, unless you Are got, we standing in a women's game? And, yeah. And, yeah, little yeah. back and forth during the handshake line. And big question for Johnny, maybe – even even more telling is has that gotten worse over the years you've you know officiated oh, this sport no, decades now no doubt no doubt I mean mm-hmm. you y- you guys know and and girls know just like like I do that sports seems to follow the the society's norm mm-hmm. you know I mean we look on Facebook and places and we see all these fights and and McDonald's or somewhere, you know. And they're sort of celebrated. Uh, yeah, uh, they are. No, they are. They celebrated. are. And I think you can see some correlation <coughs> of how that handshake line goes to how the team plays, the culture of that right. team, the discipline of that team. It's not like these are teams that are extremely disciplined and the no. guy just loses his cool yeah. in a handshake line. It's the kind of the DNA in the culture of that team. If I were in charge and – I guess the commissioner, <clears throat> excuse me, of the Southland Conference. Yeah. Both these teams be done for the year. Yeah. That's it. You're done for the year. I don't care if you were out there trying to make peace. I don't care what your excuse is for what, who did what. All of you are sitting down for the rest of the year. It's not like they were going postseason or no. whatever anyway. Incarnate, in case you were wondering, the definition, according to Webster's, the embodiment or representation in human form. <laughs> well, yeah. This was not no. a good representation. No. Incarnate. I no. would, if I were in charge and the head of Incarnate University, sit them down. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like Brian talked a little bit about a little while ago, I, I've always been, my opinion has always been that a team, whether, no matter what it is, whether it's lacrosse or hockey or basketball or football or baseball, that are an extension of of the coach if he's and the parents yes if if they're lax in discipline and and loose kind of thing then that's where their kids are going to be if they're you know i've been on the floor with high school kids for 44 years and the ones that come by and hand me the ball and say yes or no sir or have a coach that's that respectful too yeah to brian's point yeah the text line says the refs have to stop the jawing and showing off during the game is that the refs, though? I mean, the, all, what, what people don't really realize is, you know, I had a lady one time swing at me with a purse because her daughter got hit on the floor, and I didn't blow the, I, I didn't blow the whistle. Uh, uh, you know, and then she was out there tending to him. That that happened to me a thousand <laughs> yeah, times. Yeah. Woman with a purse, look yeah. out! It but, hurts too. But what people don't realize is the officials can't keep anything from happening. All we do is penalize what they do. Mm. Right. You know, uh, the the coaches and the parents, as Craig said, are the ones that can instill something in them to keep them from doing that. You also, I mean, from my experience, you're not going to hear everything said no, by the players no amongst themselves no. and, and and see everything that's done, for that matter. You, you I also little, you think a little jab in there. I but, think it's an right? influence of social media. I mean, what do they watch on Instagram? All yeah. these yeah. reels of these fights, and yeah. then they're... Well, Okay with going out and doing it themselves. Have, have we had an NBA game this year that didn't have a fight in it? Yeah. I mean, that's where it filters down from, from the top. That's actually the only you know, physical <laughs> oh, contact yeah. they make yeah. in the NBA. We'll get to that in a minute. But let's uh, talk a little last night. My Cougs are on a roll. Houston last night, look out. They took down Iowa State, a very good team. So I tell you, I love Monday night because you get some good teams from out there. and It was a, uh, a big one last night for my Cougs. SEC hoops. We talked about it 
Uh, it looks like to me that Kentucky and, and Tennessee are the cream of the crop, at least at this point. As long as Kentucky doesn't play at home. Yeah. Yeah. They better hope <laughs> yeah. they don't play at home. They got thumping on uh, Auburn. That was surprising. A lot of people lost money on that one. This Because Auburn looked virtually unbeatable at home. Yeah. And I don't know if Kentucky missed a shot. It was unbelievable. College baseball. Mississippi State, two of three out of the gate versus Air Force. They will host the Austin P. I think they're the governors. They they are. Governors, you're right. They are. You're right. They are. The governors in town today. That'll be great baseball weather this afternoon in Starkville. Gilligan's Island. <laughs> what we thought would be a, right? Yeah. A three-hour tour. The weather started getting rough. The tiny ship was tossed. <laughs> what in the world, Brian? Stranded is putting it mildly because Gilligan in it. You know Gilligan's Island, Brian? You're looking at me like I've okay. I know. Mind. I know never it's mind. a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen every one of them. <laughs> yeah. At any rate, these I'd, people were stranded on an island. Okay. And were forced to live together. And then okay. cannibalism said it. It's a whole thing. <laughs> the whole. I, I was thinking it had something to do with. Hawaii, but it doesn't. <laughs> well, no. I believe it was shot in Hawaii. Okay, that could be truth true. be known. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that was it. wasn't wasn't pretty. wasn't as pretty as the islands. No, it was not. Um, and and any facet of the game for Ole Miss, um, pitching was especially starting pitching was awful. Um, and I think they ended up with uh, twenty seven base on balls and thirty four innings at eight hit by pitch. So that's 35 free passes in 34 innings. Yeah. That's not good. <laughs> no. Um, so the pitching was bad. Uh, I think they hit at a 187 clip for yep. the weekend. You think it may have had to do with them flying out? That's exactly what I was I about mean, to say. That was so bad that you almost can't. That's a, And it's a five-hour time change. It is. Stacey will be giving us our away we go, <laughs> Stacey Joe. Yeah. Well, I mean, they the, the I think the, the the first and second game was probably the best. Um, they hit two fifty nine in game two, um, but they just couldn't take advantage of any opportunity. Six errors in the last game, um, so it, it was just pretty ugly baseball for Ole Miss. And there's only one way to go from here. I know Mike Bianco said in this pregame show uh, before Sunday's game that they had established what the lineup would be prior to getting there. Yeah. So they, they said, we don't care how good you've done, what you've done. Hmm. We're playing this lineup in these games to give everybody an opportunity that has earned a chance to play. And um, so some kids took advantage of that. But it, it, was, it was just pretty ugly baseball all around. I don't think Hawaii is that good um, to compare it to. But who knows? It's early in the season. But it was probably probably about as bad a start that you could get. Yeah, yeah. The most disappointing thing for me was the number of strikeouts and and Fisher and some of these kids that came in right. touted as big hitters are striking out on fastballs, Brian. I mean, we've seen through the years with with some of the good freshmen come in and see fastballs for a while and they just tear it up. You know, Thomas Diller and that crew did early, and then when they started getting into those SEC pitches that were curves and sliders they were they looked awful un- until they'd seen enough of them but uh, hawaii didn't have that that they, they were i'm it was it was ridiculous at the number of strikeouts uh there was a couple of bright spots uh tuplo's own mason morris had a couple of really good innings yeah, mason, in the first game had a boy mason yeah. morris and spencer came on and looked like he might be a, a option for a, a closer in front of mallets but Sanye got lit up like a firecracker. That was not. That was awful. Yeah, yeah Maddox didn't didn't do well. You but but the base on balls. I, I saw a sign the other day. I forgot. Maybe the Texas Rangers had it posted and said, yeah. "I don't care how hard you throw a ball for." Yeah, that no, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You have to be around the strike zone. You have to pitch to contact, and you've got to have a strategy. You cannot go out there trying to throw the baseball where they can't hit it and have high strikeout numbers. That's it. The, and something else I would take away from the, the one game I saw, um, I guess that was Friday night, is the 
the antics coming off the mound of your pitchers. Yeah. You're playing Hawaii. It's the first game of the year. You're not in the Super Regional. You're not, you're not in the College World Series. Yeah. If you strike a guy out, if you have success, walk off the mound like yeah. you've done it before. Yeah. And I don't – my dad coached baseball, and he, he had that old saying that every coach has, that walks and errors score. And that's exactly what happened. I'd like to know how many runs Hawaii scored off of those the, that many free passes. Yeah, and I'm going to just say Mississippi State had a really good weekend. Hit yeah. two, 297 as a team, 2.33 ERA, only nine walks. And this was something that State struggled with early in the year last sure year. Did. And it kind of just stuck with them. Only nine walks and 27 innings pitched. Mm. So much improvement on the mound for Mississippi State. Offensively, they got it done, hit well, uh, got a lot of timely hits. But pitching seems to be something in the first series, uh, something that Mississippi State has not seen yeah. in quite some time. Some freshmen, too. Yeah. As you look around the league, man, there were some impressive performances from some of the ranked SEC schools. Look at South Carolina. They had a five-man no-no. I believe that was Saturday. Yeah. Throw a no-hitter uh, and win convincingly. Alabama absolutely destroyed their opponent. But look at Georgia Slate offer. We talked about him a lot last year. 15 total bases on the weekend as best in the SEC. Nine batted in. Three big flies. And that's just the first weekend as they swept UNC Asheville, the tourist of UNC Asheville, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Used to live up there. Yeah, first two hits is the Georgia dog. Gone. And like that. And uh, there was also Hayden Travinsky for LSU. Had three straight wins over the weekend uh, for the Tigers. All he did, seven for 11. Oh. Not bad. Mm. And one home run. He hit 636. He had four ribeyes and scored eight runs for LSU. So we're off and running college baseball again. Mississippi State hosting the Governors this afternoon in Starkville. And Ole Miss will have... Their traditional opening opponent at Swayze tomorrow night in Arkansas State. That's, is that tomorrow night or tonight? Ta- taste the rainbow. Uh, I think that's I believe tomorrow, it's tomorrow night. night. Yeah, I think I'm We've not sure. We've got some Almost texts certain. that have come through. Do we now? Yes, we do. Talking about what we referred to yesterday or earlier, back in the '90s, Swamp Man says we'd meet those Mantachi boys down at the holler after the game. If we tried that during the handshake, coach would have benched our butts. He also had an answer to yeah. our trivia question, Michael Irving and Randy Moss, which I thought was... Yeah, could be. Good. There are like two, two receivers that have led the league. Uh, man, Hopkins. Well, I thought DeAndre Hopkins. Right, mm-hmm. DeAndre. He Very might be. Close. And then Mr. West said that that answer will come up after the break, but Gilligan's Island was actually filmed in Los Angeles, California. No way. <laughs> he, sent, he sent the Google picture. Nah, that's who I yeah. Who's your favorite character? Yeah, it is Wednesday the 21st. Yeah. 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 Alright, I'll just play by. I was a Thurston Howell the third kind of guy. Oh, yeah. Ginger. Yeah. yeah. Ah. Don't get me started on Ginger. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, back after this Preserve Pro Studio on the Tuesday edition with Brian, Stacy, Joe, Johnny D. America, built on big dreams, sweat and determination, and steel. And since 1981, the family at SNH Steel has provided its customers with steel products of all types, from the construction of new business and industry to keeping the farm up and running. SNH believes in the American worker and the American way. So let's get to work. Together, we're strong as ever. SNH Steel, 844-3710. Family owned and operated at 4353 Jeff Holman Boulevard in Tupelo. Is your business paying too much for its telephone system and services? Do you even know? ASI can show you how you can pay less using new technology with a system that will give you crystal clear calls. ASI will show you how you could be paying pennies on the dollar compared with your current system. Their offices and technicians are local. You can talk face-to-face in person. Now, isn't that better than what you have? ASI.ms 
It's Bobby Bascom from Automedic. Bobby, when you say we speak the language, what does that mean? Just that, Craig. We speak foreign imports language specializing in BMW, Mercedes, Audi, Lexus, Porsche. You mean you speak Porsche? No, parliamo italiano. Hey, keep it clean, bro. Translation, we speak Italian imports, and we're local, so there's no need to drive hours to your dealer. Automedic 3552, Jeff Homan Boulevard in Tupelo. Reach us at 844-9379. We speak the language at Automedic. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. While our legal team, proven in securing million-dollar settlements, will fight fiercely on your behalf. With Mama Justice, you aren't just a client, you're family. Lean on us for both your healing and your rights. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. Hotty Toddy. One on, fly ball, right field. That's a jack. It's gone. Showers it. Swing and a miss. He stuck him. This is Ole Miss Baseball. Picks it up bare hands. Throws the first. He got him. He got him. I can't believe it. Catch all the action right here on your home for Rebels baseball. Super Talk 101.9. From Possum Trot to Beaver Hill. Sports talk from the fans' perspective on Mississippi Sports Today. Yeah, we're going to have glorious weather. Today, it was like tomorrow. And uh, even the weekend. Yeah. Spectacular. Now, you may want to stay put, but eventually it's going to start raining and get very cold again, and that's when we... Call on our good friend, Stacey Joe Rollins, with Marvelous Mouse Travels, with great trip ideas, savings, and everything else. Stacey, good morning. That's right. Good morning. I've Mm -hmm. got some, actually, I brought five trips in today because I wanted to give the listeners, I'm not going to tell a lot of detail about them, but just an idea of the different things that I can book for them, and it might give them an idea for a trip. Okay. So I quoted this week, um, June 2nd through 8th, a condo in Gulf Shores. It is just right across from the beach, but walking distance to all the restaurants, $1,550. For... For six nights. Yeah. $1,550. Yeah, give me a call on that one. That'll go. Mm -hmm. Um, Disney Wish, family of three, uh, Saline's Friday through Monday, $2,800. Two people on the Carnival Magic going to San Juan, St. Thomas, St. Martin, and Amber Cove starting at $1,600 for two. Wow. I quoted this week two people in a Western adventure going to Yellowstone and the Grand Tetons with a car rental once you fly out there, $3,500. And then a family of six at Universal Studios for five nights, four days of park tickets, $3,600. That ain't too shabby. No, no. not So you can right. see that I book all kinds from western adventures to beach condos to theme parks to cruises give me a call i'm quoting it all dennis right. stacy joe rollins you can find her on facebook or call her at this number 615-812-4661 thank you stacy we're about 32 days from our voyage <laughs> are you excited i'm very excited I was, I was, I was. Every time I see a commercial, and there are a lot of them on right now about there cruises. Uh-huh. I'm looking, and I hope that's my boat because they got a big old buffet. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll probably come back, you know, forty pounds heavy. I lost oh, I've a, got you a reservation at the uh, steakhouse. Oh, do you? Yeah, that's right. You did. Thank I do. you. Thank All you. Right. All right. All right, well, I uh, accept your thoughts and whatnot. Our listener poll today is: What is your favorite number and why? And you can call us on our number, the Nap Auto Parts text line 331. Actually, you can text us, 331-2508. And thanks to our friends at Napa on South Gloucester and Harmony Lane. Let's see, where were we? Uh, we covered the baseball. Quick update from the NBA. It's not basketball anymore. The NBA under scrutiny for whatever that was, the all-star event. It was neither all It was neither star, nor was it a game, Johnny. No. It was an insult to the fans who paid, I imagine, quite a bit, and then also to the people who tune in. Larry Bird had the best comment of it all. He said, I don't know why these guys don't play hard. The 
uh, this is a rare opportunity to get the best players in the world yeah. on the court for a couple of hours. Why don't you? And then there's been this recommendation. Well, pay the winners $5 million each or some ridiculous amount. Yeah. Throw money at it. That always works. Yeah. So it is what it is, but it's the NBA, not basketball anymore. How about play hard for pride? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever happened to that? I, I, I mean, people have gotten so lazy, <laughs> they can't even find enough energy to muster up pride to play just because they love the game. Mm-hmm. Like a pickup game. I mean, you take any four or five uh, guys and you put them against four or five dudes out here in a playground where it don't mean nothing and nobody's watching or getting paid, they'll play their tails off. Yeah. What happened to that? Well, it went away in the NBA with Magic and Bird and, and that group of guys, Michael. and that, that. They'd get in fights in an all-star game. Oh, man. There was always somebody in, in a shooter's face. That's it. Right? And and they pushed each other around everything else. Not that anymore. It's a glorified game of horse, and it's not very entertaining. So we'll move on. I had a thought this morning. Are we ready for college football in the coming year and the seismic changes that are coming our way, friends? <laughs> We're going to be living in a different planet, college football-wise, in a few months, guys. Some people do not like change. <laughs> if you don't, you pick the wrong sport. That's right. Because everything's changing. Absolutely. So let's just sort of, I know we've heard all the news, we're a long way away. But, I mean, change number one, most, I guess, locally, Jeff Levy. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's exciting for Mississippi State fan base and you know, anytime you get a new coach, it's kind of a – you get to push reset. Yeah. And I think that for State, it's exciting to know that you've got a guy in there that has proven himself to put up big offensive numbers. Uh, fans love that. They love to see somebody light up the scoreboard, to throw it around the yard, and, and to have very unique offenses. So I think that's really, really exciting for for, for State. Um, you know, I, I don't think that – it's all going to happen in year one. It takes some time uh, because I think that we've all realized that Mississippi State, and this is no disrespect to Mississippi State, um, that they had a dumpster fire there in the locker room yeah. around that program um, with Zach Arnett. And that Arnett experiment. It, it was not good. No, and blew up. So yeah, Big change, seismic change. Number two locally, Ole Miss is actually – in many people's minds across the country, I'm not saying this for you know personally or anything, but Ole Miss is going to be a playoff contender. Yeah, twelve team playoff. A lot of teams will be playoff contenders that weren't previously. Sure, that's a seismic change on paper. On paper, you got a chance. Yeah, and we'll see what Lane Kiffin can do with the pressure. This is something that he hasn't. You know, he he's he's had that. I don't want to say an excuse. But, but he's, he's had that out of not winning games before. This year doesn't have that. And I, I think it would be interesting to see how that coaching staff, because they're going to feel that pressure. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Uh, schedule sets up a little better this year than it has in the past. Uh, Alabama's not on it, for one thing. And, uh, you know, I think Ole Miss can lose two games. I think they can lose to Georgia and one other and still mm-hmm. make playoffs. Mm-hmm. I really do. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's a seismic change. Huh? That that sentence was not uttered previously. <laughs> no. In the English language, Ole Miss got a shot for the playoffs. Yep. Now they do. Seismic change number three. What conference are you in? It's going to take us a minute to process it. Yeah. Fellas, I mean, the ACC is the worst with teams from Stanford's in the ACC now. Yeah. Right? Okay, crazy, right? But who's going to win these new co- – there is no more Power Five. Nope. Pac-12 gone. Yep. And really, there's only power two. Yeah. Technically. There's power, there's power two and then subset. Big, big Ten SEC. Yeah. Uh, that. Right? So, We're going to redo these numbers. Like the Big 12, the Big Ten. the Yeah. Because those numbers can throw you off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, and it's going to change. 26 that. teams in the Big Ten now. <laughs> Texas and Oklahoma coming to the SEC is going to be another seismic change. That's it where really I'm going. Is. That's yeah. it. Think about your schedules, your fan bases, the mingling of the Texas and Oklahoma fans and vice versa. 
Never been on campus in yeah. Oxford or Starkville. So all this would be a big change for the fan bases as well. But let's go with a way too early sprinkle, Owen, on who we project as the conference champions. In the ACC, I'm going to go with Florida State. <laughs> Florida State got a little – and they got DJU, man. Yeah. That cat in his 17th year of playing college football, I DJU. Saw, I saw a thing on Twitter yesterday from a reputable source, and he says Florida State and Clemson are going to be in the SEC at the end of this year, next year. Okay. All right. I'm going to go with Clemson. I think that Florida State lost too much on defense. Okay. Clemson is certainly got something to prove. And, and one could argue a team like Miami. Yeah. Uh, some of those teams that sort of slipped last year. But I believe Florida State will win. So we'll go now to the Big 12. I wish I could tell you who was in the Big 12. <laughs> well, there aren't 12 of them. I, I can't pick a winner of that conference because I don't know who's in it anymore. Kansas State. Possibly. Somebody like that. Who else? Kansas. Right? Texas Tech. They in it. Oklahoma State yeah. stay there. If someone can call off the top of their head and give me every team in the Big 12 right now, yeah. I, Brian's going to give you $100. Yeah, call it the Big 12 light. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. The Big 10. Talk about changes. Woo. Michigan. You know what their total win, the over-under total win? Nine and a half. Nine. Defending? Under. National champion. And the under has the juice. Mm. The under's like minus 130. So, not a lot of confidence in the new coaching and all of the changes. And again, they lost a lot of people. Ohio State has bolstered their roster. Quinshawn Judkins toting the rock. For the buck, how weird is that going to look? For Ole Miss fans especially. Yeah, and he may not get as many carries as Ole Miss fans thinks he might with that other kid in the back. If he don't get that many carries, he's going to be chirping by the end of the first quarter. <laughs> yeah. Right? We, we know this about QJ. Yeah. But having Chip Kelly's your OC now. Yeah. He brought in a he brought in Will Howard. That's right. OSU. If I'm a Buckeye fan, I'm feeling pretty good this morning. I'm going to take them to win the big whatever it is. <laughs> SEC. SEC. Not Alabama. Not Georgia either, friends. You don't think? Nope. I suspect one of the migrant teams. Nah, you're picking Texas, but I don't think One so. of the teams that has entered the conference recently. Yeah. You don't think so? No. Johnny, first, they had the fifth recruiting class. I know. In the nation. Alabama was two, by the way. Georgia won, right? So, who then? I think Georgia's going to win. Georgia's going to win again. Okay. There's something about those Georgia didn't win it last year. Yeah. Did they? No. No. It's just something about those good classes in the state of Texas that doesn't go well. Uh, Yeah, like like that A&M bunch. Yeah. Um, I think Texas is going to be real good. What Sarkeesian is doing at Texas and what he's done is he's it's taking some time. But Texas, is you think about them as a powerhouse in football. That's somebody had struggled for a decade. Yeah, I think they put it together, though, now. What do you think Alabama's going to look like this year? Not the Nick Saban Alabama teams. No, I agree with that. I don't know how you could do what's, you know, the changes that have been made and you still be – you know, one of the two, three elite teams in the country. I don't see it happening, guys. I think it's crazy that nobody's even talking about LSU. Mm-mm. I mean, and, and, and rightly so. Because LSU, yes, they had a potent offense. But defensively, terrible. they were awful. Yeah. Bottom of the league. And had one of the best players in the country on that side. Yeah, and a lot of people have proven, that some of our home team states included, that you don't go from the bottom of the SE, of the NCAA in defense to next year having one of the top five defenses in the year, I don't think. Trying to think of a receiver. Led the NFL in yardage two seasons in a row. Harold Carmichael. <laughs> Eagles. Throwing out dudes. Was he Eagles? Yeah. 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 Remember him? It was just throwing out dudes. Yeah, McNair. It's going to be somebody. And, you know, it could even be, hmm, might it be another San Francisco 49er? Might it be the guy that went from Green Bay to Oakland? Somebody recently, right? Yeah. Played under Aaron Rodgers. I'm thinking of quarterbacks who throw like 5,000 yards a season. 
I have the answer if you're ready. All right. Here's Stacy with our Mr. West trivia quiz. So the answers are Andre Johnson in 2008 and 2009. We're half right. Yeah. We said Andre somebody. Rising. <laughs> and Calvin Johnson, 2011 and 2012. Calvin wow. Johnson. Detroit Lions. Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> Johnson and Johnson. The Johnson brothers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would not have guessed either one of them. I would not have either. Mr. West, you've outsmarted us yet again, my friend. Try again tomorrow. Goff, real quick. The story of the Genesis, obviously, was not Matsuyama's dramatic charge. you got to give him credit. Came from what, eight back? Yeah. Won the Genesis Open. The story is Tiger. I think it's all, I think it's time all of us come to a sad reality. Yeah, it's over. It's over. He has entered six events since his last surgery. He's only been able to complete two of those. I believe one he missed the cut. That's true. So it's a with a heavy heart that I would almost say to Tiger, look, and Tiger has approached this game swing-wise, athletically-wise, different than any other humans ever played this game on that level. That's why Phil Mickelson and dude Sam Snead played till in the PGA till he was 60-something. They had that supple stroke. They're not torquing. They're not being... They're dudes on the PGA Tour. I heard some dude, 24-year-old, had to have back surgery, right? Yeah. So the way, Brian, they, especially Tiger Woods, abused his body is, is now there's no hope, I don't think, for even a senior no, career. And, no, I, I think he's done. And But what, what's confusing to me and a lot of people is obviously he's playing golf leading up to these events. And you have to get your body in shape. Is there not some, I, I don't know, is, is there not some inclination, hey, my back may not be able to hold up? It, it, so a lot of people think that he gets in these tournaments. Blows up. Blows up. I'm not playing good. I shank one. Oh, got it's my the, back. Yeah. Now I got the flu. Yeah. And here's the deal. That, that last injury is unfathomable that he even comes back and swings a golf right. club the yeah. way he does. His body is... His leg is gone. This dude's like evil Knievel. Yeah. Right? And with that, we award Eldrick Tiger Bartholomew Leon Woods third, The S&H Man of Steel Honor. I'm sure this will be one of his most treasured awards. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a great ride. And... He's going to take over the golf world in an administrative capacity. He's already started that. But now I guess we just wait on Charlie. Yeah. And, and I hate it. It's really sad what Brian said to see one of the best ever. Not going to call him the best ever, but one of the best ever. Yeah. Go through and he done, uh, shanking the ball. Come on. Leave that to guys like, like me. <laughs> Yeah, he did hit one, and that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Shankopotamus. Yeah. All right, S&H men of shank, I mean steel. Mm-hmm. One and only, Tiger Woods. Brought to you by S&H Steel on Jeff Holman Boulevard. Go by see Frank and Frank since 1981. Locally and family owned and operated. And they can supply you with any steel need you may have. Or just go by and meet the men of steel, S&H Steel. How's it going? Tiger. He's like you say. He's held up. I mean, <laughs> a lot of dudes couldn't walk. No, no, he can't. And, and it, he can't I mean, it, it could be that the other guys want him out there so bad because you can see guys respect him. Sure, they like to be around him just because of who he is. His personality probably now is better because he's more laid back a lot and more chill. Yeah, a lot more chill than he was when he was competing. Yep, yeah, yeah. truly it's, competing. Yeah. All right, Major League Baseball will begin on Thursday, at least the exhibition season. I don't know if you guys saw. Now, Otani's not going to pitch, as I understand it, for the Dodgers after undergoing that surgery and elbow surgery, right? But he can hit. And yesterday, in his first live BP home run. Yeah, and uh, first pitch, I think. On another note, Brandon Woodruff and the Milwaukee Brewers have come to a two-year contract agreement. That is great news. I was afraid Yeah, know, he's not going to pitch this entire year, right? No, that's right. right. Maybe we can get Brandon on the show, yeah. sit in with us, and uh, talk about that a little bit. I imagine he's busy. 
I do have to tell you about the first annual Talbot House. We're getting to that time of year, my friends. It's scramble season. And this particular four-man event held at Tupelo National is coming up in April. And I would go ahead and advise you get your team together. If you're out at Tupelo National, it'll be a great week to go out and play golf with temps in the 70s. Sign up for this one. 15 and your sponsorship available. Talbot House Bakery provides uh, a lot of great assistance for women in need. Mm-hmm. They, generally, uh, children in need. It's a great place. Their bakery is phenomenal. Oh, yes. have you had those cookies? Oh, my oh yeah. Talbot House, uh, located up there in the Midtown section of Tupelo. There's a thousand for uh, first place. And uh, get in on that on the 16th. Need more info? Hit me up. Get you a team together, guys. It'd be great. All right. It is time to hop into. Have I missed anything? I feel like I've missed something. (laughs) You ever do that? All right. Let us hop into the sports time machine. Who's driving? 1929 Boston Red Sox announced they'll play Sunday MLB games at Braves Field, Fenway Park, located. Too close to a church. Hmm. Very respectful. Yes. I can see that. Go ahead, Stacey. In 1963, future Baseball Hall of Fame outfielder Willie Mays becomes the highest paid player in MLB, signing a record $100,000 contract with the San Francisco Giants. <laughs> wow. <laughs> honey, honey, geez, right? A tiny yeah. makes effort going to the bathroom. Yeah. Ryan? 1972, the 14th Daytona 500, A.J. Foyt dominates the race, winning by almost two laps. <laughs> that won't happen He again. had a good car that day, did he not? Yeah. <laughs> hey, lay another one on me, somebody. 1983, the 25th Daytona 500, third win in the event for Cale Yarbrough. First time an in-car camera goes into victory lane before a national CBS wow. sports audience. Okay. All right. Come on, 1985, after defending his WBC flyweight championship, sought, how, what do you say? Oh. Chitalda? I don't know. That was supposed to be Brian. I'm glad you got that one. <laughs> no, that's a, you don't remember that guy, Sot? Chitalada. Okay, yeah, I take your word Chitalada. for it. Chitalada. Sounds like a condition, but no, yeah. that's the guy's name. His check for 104000 is stolen by a ringside pickpocket. <laughs> oh, here's your check. Somebody came along, snagged it. Oh. And finally, in 1997, San Francisco Giants' Barry Bonds signed a record of $22.9 million over two years. That's a little bit more than his uh, godfather, Willie Mays, signed yeah. for <laughs> Yeah. About 30 years uh, earlier. That is um, good to know. Yeah. Good to know. All right. Well, it's been, a, again, a thrill ride. Any more texts to clean up real quick? No. All right. All right. Well, thank you all for saying hello today on the text line, those who did. And thank you, Stacy. Again, how do you reach Stacy for those, those trips? Stacy Rollins, Marvelous Mouse Travels on Facebook or 615 812 4661. I'll be in the office today ready. All right. And we got a thousand high school playoff games. We'll tell you about them tomorrow. Yep. Start Thursday night. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.